expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. Welcome to Talk Lately. Um, it's been, I don't know how long since I've actually done my own show. And uh, there is a reason because I, I actually lost a little bit of um, passion for delivering stories the way, uh, but it slowly came back to me, you know, through the pandemic, all a lot of things had changed for most of the world. And today, I feel like I have my passion back. So today I'm joined with uh, a, a special guest, a new uh, participant that's coming to um, the Exposed Radio uh, with her own show in a few weeks. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce and bring on my special co-host today. And her name is Chaz Real, which has to me. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm I'm your mic so you can talk. Hey, Moni. Hey. So we've uh, been chatting for a long time. It's not like she was, you know, she just joined us. I mean, she we've been actually on the phone for probably a good forty-five minutes, talk about different things, and, and carrying on. But we got a good show that we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different people and, and things that. Um, I wish I actually had a list. We got some Dave Chappelle. We got some Amber Heard, Rihanna. Um, if we had time, we might get to Nicki Minaj, um, Nipsey Hussle. Um, 
But I wanted to start off with this conversation that we were having right before we got the show started tonight. And that was in relation to um, the 4th of July. Uh, more, more to, more so on freedom. And, and I had a question that I was thinking about all through the banging and the booming and the piles um, of the 4th of July, because it was like going on all day long to the point where I had my door open at first. Uh, my front door open, you know, keeping the breeze and all that kind of stuff. And then it started pow, 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 and I closed the door because I wanted to watch TV. I don't feel 100% American these days. And it's and, and partly because of the freedoms that have been taken away from, particularly you as a female, and then the one that should be taken away hasn't been. Like, you, you, here's the double standard, right? They wanna force you to, to bring life, but they refuse to take away the items that take lives, meaning guns. Yep. Doesn't make sense. More people die by the gun than they do from, oh, well, I don't know, but I don't have that statistic in front of the, the statistics on abortion in front of me. But yeah. I wanted to say more people die from a gun than they do from abortion, meaning the lifeless um, baby. But I'm not a female, so I'm, 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 I'm still going to argue the issue because I have an opinion. And my opinion is such. If this is supposedly the land of the free, regardless of how you feel your religious, whatever, 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 because religion is supposed to be outside of what we do for our freedoms here right? Because you have yep. the freedom to religion. That's in the Constitution. And you also have the freedom to be free. Yep. And when, and I'm particularly talking about this Roe versus Wade abortion, you know, recall or whatever you want to call it. I call it, it uh, it's bullshit because it should have never been up for discussion. Just like I said, I still haven't found um, a um, constitutional attorney, which I, I'm, I want to ask Barack Obama, because that's what his he was. He was a constitutional attorney. I want right. to ask Barack Obama, my president. Um, what's the constitutionality of behind if you, when you were being confirmed as a, as a Supreme Court justice and in front of everyone, you took an oath mm -hmm. that you would not lie, and then proceeded to say that you would not turn over Roe versus Wade because it's already precedent uh, precedent law. Like the mm -hmm. precedent has been set twice. It was in two cases: the original case where the precedent was set, and then the, the 1970, I think it was either 1973 or 1981 case that stapled it in as law, right? And then right. now here we are today where they now have overturned what they had proceeded in the past to say that it's already a precedence and that they weren't going to touch that precedent. And actually the, the, the three ju recent justices actually are the ones that I'm really kind of um, a little bit peeved with because they are the ones that actually sat through these hearings and was asked these questions most recently about whether mm -hmm. they would overturn Wait, and they all said no because it's already precedence. It's already a precedence that has been set that we were not touch right. that law. 
right. did it so anyway. Happened? So why is that not grounds for termination? You see what I'm saying? Why is that not grounds for you being removed from the Supreme Court? You committed perjury to me. You lied. Yeah. You lied to get a seat on the Supreme Court with this. You because you knew that if you would have said no, I'm going to I'm going to overturn Roe v. Wade. You never would have made it to the Supreme Court. I understand yeah. that these. I one thing I don't believe is that if we got terms for everybody else. Why is it that there is no terms for the Supreme Court? I need term limits. That part. That part. Because this is now getting out of control that we have to now suffer. Not just that we have to suffer from this, but these people now serve on the majority of the court and their plans are, are to change other things. Gay rights, right. gay marriage. And that's what's but, you know, for me. I, I laugh at... Right. I laugh at the fact that they can the, do the change one. things in their constitution anytime they feel like it. I I, I agree, Moni. That's the scary part. It's very scary. And, and you know, it's it's beyond me that, you know, Clarence Thomas is the one that's championed this the most. He keeps saying that he wanted to, uh, he's like going to go after more stuff. But the one thing he did not go after, interracial marriage. Mm. Because he's working for a white woman. Mm. So I say um, if the other justices on the court don't bring that up for question, then I mean, I know it's, I mean, it would be a double stand, a double edged sword for us, you know, as a liberal to bring that up, seeing as though, but it's still rightfully so. If you're going to go back and undo all of the progress that we have done for the past 60 years, 60, 70 years, and take us back in the wrong direction, then Everything's up for grab. You yeah. now have to divorce or be um, your marriage is nullified because you married that white woman. Mm. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Um, the other question I had uh, in, in relation to this freedom question, I, I just want to know how many of you out there feel free. Do you feel free? You what does really freedom do? Because it's not freedom to make your own choices because that's not the freedom that you're getting. Well, to me, like I said, in America, it's just so, America is so hypocritical. And when mm -hmm. you think of the word free, and if you really look at the definition, it's like our freedom and our liberties are always in jeopardy. Um, especially with this recent thing that you touched on with Roe versus Wade. And them being able to go back, like who, who like how you say it, it's perjury. Who, right who allows that but america <laughs> and something so precedent as like a woman and her rights um i know everybody have different thoughts on abortion or whatever it's like if you want to have one do you if not then that's your right too and that's where mm -hmm. i stand on that i just don't think that someone else should be allowed to tell you what your decision okay. should be and interfere with that and then with all the other um, just poor systems that we have here in America with the health care um, and all things like that, it's, it's going to be a mess. I mean, even though it's like in certain states or whatever that they're still going to, you know, have it legalized and still want to help. Like, but people are going to definitely be getting botched abortions. Uh, people are definitely going to be trying to do that thing on their own. But yeah, free? Nah, not at all. I feel that we are free to be held accountable for the laws that we don't follow 
<laughs> which rank put but and free to be us versus the courts in America. Um, but yeah, it's scary. It's scary in the day and time, especially if they recanted that. What else can they recant? With all of these things going on right. with voter rights, um, with the racism in America, what else can they recant? Can they decide that slavery is legal tomorrow? Huh. Exactly. Um you know what I mean? Can they decide that you don't have the right to your day in court tomorrow? Mm. Like, it's, it's really scary. It's really scary. And I just feel like, and how you were saying, like, this, the terms far as in the Supreme Court and everything else like that, them judges get taught. They get pressured. I mean, yes, they hold a high standard, but guess what? They are people. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's always politics over people. And, and my whole thing is once you get into that system, you know, regardless of what you do say on your biases or whatever else like that, but once you're in that environment, I think in any type of system, you kind of adapt. You know what I mean? With their, with their beliefs all, everybody, it, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. I'm trying to get it out, but I, I, I'm a lost, at a loss. Well, all these other things going on in the country, really, really, Mm. Y'all weren't about if a lady has a right to well basically trying to strip that right. To strip that right. That's exactly. that's not living. That's not so living. one of the other things that I was discussing with uh Chance. I'm trying to get I'm, I'm going to keep calling yeah. Chance. Listen, I can be Chastity, <laughs> but y'all want the deal Chance World Emperor's Lady Cake Mix. I told one he hasn't <laughs> talked to me lately. <laughs> but I'm chastity, and everybody know that I am chastity. That is my American government name. <laughs> Since we're talking about that, uh, so the, the other thing we right talked about uh, before the I've show started was fireworks. Fireworks worked my and nerves. The fact that uh, the premise behind the fireworks was so you could get the feeling, the, the feeling of how it felt when the bombs was bursting in air. Uh, during a war, and the rockets so, and, and here I am sitting in my living room on the fourth. Um, you know, trying to watch TV. It's not about. It wasn't about that part. But I, I find myself thinking about why we celebrate a holiday, wanting to hear war sounds. Because that's essentially what is 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 geared to replicate. Yeah, especially especially when it, isn't it kind of insensitive to be doing that too when the Ukraine is going through what it's going through, and that is what they're hearing every single day. And here you are, real selfishly over here celebrating your independence while they're getting destroyed and killed over there in the Ukraine right mm-hmm. at this moment. Not to mention, all us wasn't free. So we wasn't only at that time when they when they decided to make this July 4th a national holiday of independence. It wasn't only the bombs bursting in the air and the rockets were glaring, but it was also still those whips mm. cracking on my ancestors. So I, 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 when was that? 1774? I can imagine it wasn't celebratory to them. 
But for the life of me, right, who celebrates war? Who who celebrates that but here in America? No, oh, that's, the, that's the, us. But you're absolutely right, because that's not the independence they were talking about. The independence is what they were saying. They was independent from the British. Right. That didn't, that wasn't the absolving of slavery at all. Okay. This independence. Mm. That's exactly what it's about. But me, them five words were my nerves. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what's going on, but honey, I was ducking and jumping and yeah, everything else. And it may have a lot to do with me living in Baltimore City and just kind of feeling like shell shot. I remember. Not to mention got- because I think everywhere they should have, you know, probably tried to enforce that uh, cancellation should have went down anyway, just in light of what happened in. Um, in Illinois, the, um, right. people getting shot from you know that mass shooting that happened. I mean, I mean, it's not unlikely that it would happen anymore because mass shooting seems to happen in this country every week. But a lot of people had, a lot of cities had canceled their um, demonstrations in light of that because of what happened in Illinois on the fourth of July. Yeah, and and I understood that, but not here. And I, you know, we already nervous when you hear bangs outside in Baltimore that it might be a gunshot. And now here we go, these fire damn works. I mean, I'm not, I have to say that I'm not against fireworks. I am against fireworks when it comes to insensitivity. Mm. And, the and fact not to that mention, fire, like how you say, the people returning from war, L veterans with PTSD. Um, right. Like I said, alone, I've never and been we're in doing this, And then we got to say we're doing this in honor of them. Represent, you know, demonstrating war, to, war sounds as an honor to your troops. Mm. I don't know if that's, mm, that works out for me. Yeah. Large banging noises in honor of your troops. <laughs> Haven't they heard that enough? They the ones that went to war. I don't think they want to come back and see a representation of that in the streets. Not at all. That's just kind of insensitive, right? That's yeah. I, I sat back and I thought about that wholeheartedly, like trying to figure out why do we do this? Right. And then we try to make it a spectator sport. Like it's, a, it's supposed to be so spectacular to see these fireworks going off in the air when those could be missiles headed to your home. Mm. Right. You see the fireworks and shoot up. We could go back and talk. Bombs didn't burst in the sky. They bursted in your house. Okay. On your land. Right in front of you. And you. The only thing you saw was the entrails of that bomb before it hit your home. That's what a firework represents. Yes. It represents the war sound. The sounds that of smoke, war. That smell. Everything. Right, the fire that's bursting all over the place from the explosion from the bombs that hit your home back in a wartime. Now, that's why I say that's why it seems very insensitive because that's a representation of war, and the Ukraine is suffering from this right now at right. the hands of Russia. Right, but just to have it as a form of a way of celebratory, you wouldn't think that it was a a way to celebrate. I'm not totally against fireworks either, but like how you say it, it is a bit insensitive. And <laughs> what we think how about what we high ground or anything like that as a, as a U.S. citizen makes no sense to me. Do you have the moral high ground? No. 
because no. you do immoral, thing, immoral things that actually pulls that rug from under your feet. That's it's 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 a vicious cycle that we are never going to. Yeah. Actually- oh, and here in America, it's okay for us, but not for them. And that's exactly how we are seen throughout the world. That it's okay for us and not for them. And not for them. And not for them. And when other lands go into war, here we are over there. Oh, this is wrong. This isn't right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about when I said, I said, this, this freedom thing. Hmm. Hmm. How do you feel free Every time you turn around, something is being taken from you as far as a right. Mm. How well, think about that. You know, comment along. Our phone lines are open, 443-642-9403. Give us a call. And Let's talk to you. You can to talk, to us. You can talk about what <laughs> um, So Dave Chappelle, I'm with him on this, um, by the way. He... Um, stopped the housing project in Ohio, in his hometown of Yellow Springs, um, Ohio, where they were trying to build um, not necessarily low-income housing, but they were trying to build a housing development, which was going to be, represent 140 homes. Um, that low in- for low-income like purchased the 52-acre land. What I'm calling it, um, so here's what it says, per the Daily Mail, Chappelle dipped into his own pockets to buy uh, the full 52 acres in land in um, in his community where a $140 development was being planned, much like when residents put up signs in their front yard supporting the, a favored uh, local political signs popping up red, thanks, Dave. So the community was supporting this decision for him to stop this development from being in process because typically when you build, like I was telling you um, um, right before the show, typically when they were building these properties, they say that um, a portion of a development will be for low-income housing, but the rest of it will be high-end, just a portion. And you know what it reminds me of? What they do in the Perkins Homes. Mm. When they rebuild Perkins Homes, whatever they're going to call them after that, a portion of it will be allowing the people that lived there prior to come back. Yes. To live in those new, the new development that they're building. Yes, yes. It's, it's like a- But not uh, all I mean, of them. Yes, it's like an extension here. Right, mm-hmm. for the development here was, was a hard, project called- The life of gentrification. Well, it was a project here called the Hope Six, um, where they were going to do that for all the developments. Um, the one over here, Murphy Homes, um, Lexington Terrace. Um, mm-hmm. They did quite a few. It's one up off of the avenue. I don't think that it was a a, a, um, a public housing before, um, but that was the idea of it and how they started it, the, um, the affordable housing, which absolutely correct. Correct. When they build these developments, only a portion goes to the low-income community. And may I say, it's a ton of stipulations mm. placed on it to push them out. To push them out. So it sounds good in all hindsight, but it's not. If a person isn't coming back and they are able because 
people are used to, especially living in public housing, not paying like gas and electric, water bills and different things of that nature. But when they build these developments and they come back, that stipulations out when you pay gas and electric, you pay the water bill, everything. Right. And people just are not financially set up like that. So to my understanding, for Dave Chappelle in doing this, I know they were thinking about building on 19 acres, but that millionaire said, oh, the rest of it would have been like park lane. Right. I'm going I'm to take all of it. So the houses would have took up 19, it's been 52 acres, but the rest of it would have been like trees and stuff like that, the roads that lead inside. So a lot of it would have been like backyards and stuff like that. Right, right, right. But it's still 52 acres. It's 19 of it would have been the development part. Right, right. And he bought it all. He bought it all to stop the whole entire project. I don't know and how much it doesn't say the price that he paid, but I'm sure it was steep. Um, and maybe he might still build the development. But uh, my point is, is if you are, if you and your community is happy with the the status quo, meaning your small town boutique, um, yeah, because it's like a village, right? And you don't want like a- no more. You don't need, and it's not a need to infuse your community with you know more you know more people more expenses more revenue more whatever then why mess with uh, uh something that's broke like like in his town i do believe everybody knows everybody's name right because it's like a little village right it's not like yeah that sense of community must be everything right then you probably could go knock on Dave door and be like, oh, God, Dave, the roads, you know, they're breaking up. Something's wrong. And he'd probably be like, well, here, let me write you, a, let me write the city a check and we'll get those roads fixed. You know, that right. small town community essence is, 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 is a bygone era because I don't know, none of these bitches around here. But, <laughs> and, and it's not beyond me that I, I don't want no Okay. But, Because, you know, you know, when you invite a whole bunch of people in your life, especially here in Baltimore, it, it just it spells catastrophe. So yeah. I try to keep clean from that. And um, yeah, it's, it gets messy. And I hope that what he's doing is, is it, you know, continues to be in the interest of the people, of the right. people of that community. Apparently behind him, like I said in the beginning, they um, put up signs in their front yard that says, thanks, Dave. So they were, they, they wanted this. They wanted this not to happen. Right, right. So here's um, one of the uh, uh, of the village manager. His name is, I don't know how to say this, Josu Salmaron. Uh, Sal uh, he goes in to say, I'm unhappy on several fronts that the project isn't going ahead. We have housing goals that we have been um, trying to meet for years. The ne- uh, there's a national housing crisis problem with the affordability challenge and in Yellow Springs is even greater. So apparently there is a problem that he's saying that needs to be addressed. Uh, but uh, Dave's publicist, Carla Sims came back and said to him, basically uh, the houses they were going to build were not affordable to the people who live in the village in their community. Um, it was going to attract interlopers. Dave was trying to make sure that the people um, that live in Yellow Springs can stay and afford to live in Yellow Springs. This development was not going to do that. Right. And so that's why. And in my opinion, I, I think just to put if that. If you weren't going to help the people that live in, 
Right. And I think just to put that on there for like affordable housing or whatever, I think that may have been their way of trying to push it when you say that, because everybody wants to be, I guess, be fair to people that's low income and understanding different or people are different in financial and income brackets. Um, but mm-hmm. the reality is that that's not always the case. So the way that it's looked like, you know, as if Dave was trying to stop people who, you know, typically couldn't afford to live in these areas to be able to have access to that community and live in the houses. Um, but just like I say, myself, uh, a person here in Baltimore coming up in housing authority <laughs> of Baltimore mm-hmm. City and public housing, it's like, it's a, no. It, I agree with him. I mean, blessing that he had the finances to be able to do it. I mean, like you said, if it's not broke, why fix it? And then to my understanding, this place is like a village. It's that right. culture to be neighborly. Everybody me. knows everybody. You know, everybody's not into just development stuff because as soon as they start digging to bring these so-called affordable houses for the full environment, then what's next? Right. Then what's next? Because the reality is when they build developments like that, and he made one point, you know, through his publicists that it's not fair to, I guess, you build the houses and bring, bring people into these houses, but then realistically, people can't afford to stay there. Exactly. They can't afford to stay there. So I don't know the whole setup of the village <laughs> far as, like, the employment and everything else like that, but... What I'm what I'm hearing and what I got from you is that he attended all the meetings. Oh yeah, he was present. So this wasn't so this wasn't just a decision like oh, um, spread people. And, right. And I'm not going to allow you to build in my backyard or nothing like right. that. It wasn't, it wasn't one that. Of he went and he was attentive to what was going on in his community. Things that enough pe- things that a lot of us don't do enough. And thank goodness, I mean, he was able to stop it. And he ain't want no bad. He said, okay, y'all gonna build on 19. The whole land is 50 plus. I want all of it. Mm-hmm. I want so all true. of it. I want all of it. And I know a lot of times, like I said, so to make something sound good, they put that on there. Oh, this is for our low income, for housing that can be affordable for everybody and everything else like that. But all of them houses that we're going to build were not going to be for the low income community. And if it was 50 houses, probably a good 10 would have been for that population. And then it would they would have stuck out. Because then, like I said, they put stipulations on it. They can't do this to the home. They can't do that to the home. Um... It, it still is like a disconnect. So even while they're saying that they try to bring in mixed income community and you mix those people, it it be a mess. It be a mess. So kudos to Dave. That's how I, I feel about it. That's how I, I feel about it. If I had just like agree. my housing, my housing projects that got knocked that down here, um, Broadway Homes, you know, everybody from East Baltimore, we called that Chapel Hill. But there wasn't nothing wrong with those houses. Those mm. houses could have been revamped. We were good over there. But guess who wanted it? John Hopkins. <laughs> because they had development. So it wasn't about the people. And yes, y'all did build housing <laughs> over on Church Square. But how many people are over there that y'all allowed to come back? Ask that question. Mm. 
Half of that population, like I said, they strategically put so many stipulations, so many house rules on things, and they get you, they get them people up out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get they them do. up out of there. They get them up out yeah. of there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Straight up. So, I mean, people may look at it like that, like I said on Dave, because I guess the way they putting it out there, like, oh, it's for low income. It was a photo house and everyone has the right. But that wasn't it. And I'm pretty sure that whatever that man heard, because he's a businessman, going into those meetings, it had to be something when he was like, oh, no. I have to stop this. And I don't think that it was anything particularly against low income people and not wanting them in the community and everything else like that. I think it was more so about the development in it. He's seen through the cracks and what we see. And, you know, we're not financially able, like here, as far as how they did that development whole six, the pushback, the pushback. You know, he's seen all of that. It brings everything. So you building those houses, yeah, his traffic, his roads, his streets, his property, work. And when he made that decision, he ain't only doing it for himself. He did it for right. the whole village. Exactly. He did exactly. it for the village. It, it wasn't anything like you said. They got signs. Thank you. Thank you. Because they seen the so, fish. Because say what you want about making, you know, affordable housing and all that kind of stuff. But if they were not used to having to deal with a whole bunch of affordable housing, per se, a development that um, is not suitable for that particular community could bring in a whole bunch of new issues. Yes. Unfortunately, we always see it here, especially here in Baltimore. Like I said, with, with why we are not so close knit now is because when you bring in a whole bunch of development and then bring people from all around and mix them into a big pot, it crime starts. Yeah. Drug addiction starts. Yeah. Evictions start. Everything starts to get messed up. You start to destroy the properties. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not a thing that everybody does, but it happens. It does. It like does. The Latrobe ain't always look like the Latrobe. No. I like to use that one as an example because they don't have no balconies and I could never do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, Yes, I agree. And then also me living on a whole six development. Um, I live on the property where it used to be Murphy Homes. I tell you. So to me, it doesn't always have stuff to do with low income and everything else like that. Because even the homeowners, shoot, I'll get a citation or something before they do. My my grass be cut. My trash be out there correctly. But, you mm-hmm. know, some homeowners, they feel like, huh, this is my property and everything else like that. But right. let me... Let me have something on there. Oh, I'll get a letter fast from the Homeowners Association. And then they have it set up where they say, oh, they don't know that yours is, you're in affordable housing. That's BS. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, there's so many restrictions. I can't do stuff to my home when they come to uh, renovate, you know, far as just the outside. They know around here, everybody who don't have a screen door in their front door mm. is <laughs> the low income. You know, like straight up. There's so many stipulations. So they say they want us to be mixed, but then they bring us through on these developments and they still mixing up. And I can't count 
a handful of families that when they first brought this development about, even the one that I was talking about over East Baltimore, where John Hopkins did all of their building on, and they, they wound up moving the houses over to church, on the church home site. Um, but that property right there, that was one of the 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 best of all of the housing authority. But it, it was the politics of it. John Hopkins wanted it. Just like they pushed all them people out, even behind that Madison Street, going up to the hill and everything else like that. That's why it's, it's nothing but boarded up homes. Mm -hmm. But they're building on it, their businesses, their stores, their houses. And it's not for the people. Mm. It's not for the people. Well, the people they originally said it was for to include. It, it definitely I don't you, what they were doing. They, they were going to bring some of those houses back for the people that used that already were present in the community. Yeah, and they do. But just like I said, there's so many stipulations and so many rules that it is it, it, fixed up to get them out of there. As soon as mm. you do, as soon as you do one 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 wrong thing, they they still expecting. The mm -hmm. homes inspections two three times a year isn't is intrusive, you know. They want you living out like it's a magazine, like it's a magazine. And God forbid you have somebody in a in a rental office that's bad energy, and they come and your house is nice together. It's just a whole stipulation on it all together. Mm -hmm. So they come, baby. You can have a nice couch and a nice table, and they looking like. It's not nice enough. It, oh, why is it so nice? Oh, why? Oh, why is <laughs> why it so nice? Is it so, yeah, why is it so nice? Okay, uh -huh. <laughs> I, I I swear they used to say that the, it's for the inspections. It's true, random, randomly, but they was coming to my house every year. I said, oh, I must got one of the cleaner ones. That's the ones that they want to show, or the ones that's to gather. Mm. But it's a nice. They will use you as a magazine prop, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on because that's a great discussion. I, we could do a whole show and talk about community issues. Yes, we can. But <laughs> yeah. well, cool over to Dave Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I, I really do appreciate his yeah, um his I appreciate that. He could have just been yeah, right, because he could have just been that local rich community member that doesn't participate in day-to-day -day operations. Anything. And it's lucky for them that there is this intrigue to build there because I never heard of Yellow Springs, Ohio before. I mean, before Dave mm -hmm. started talking about it, Dave started saying stuff in his, um, that he still lives in his hometown, that he wanted to stay in his hometown because it's so, and then inviting all those people will invite people to start visiting his property. You know, if, if they, right. they did this development, 140 property, that's particularly 140 plus people coming into the community to upset his life as well as a celebrity that doesn't that lives in yellow springs ohio because there is no foot traffic to his home and that would change that would kind of change things because one once you let one development in there's the third one there's the fifth one yeah. there's the tenth development now he lives in a metropolitan city and that's not what he wants to right. do it's not. He chose the small town community. I mean, he lived there before, and he chose to go back there because it felt like home. To and him. you're trying to change his home environment. It's not fair. It's not fair to the people that also loved growing up in a small town community where everybody right. knows their name. Right. <laughs> so just like I said, like, 
people just got to be open about it, you know, and stop always just, you know, wordplay. Wordplay. Yeah. So it, the whole point the, is to make the it... environmental impact, too. The environmental right. impact is another thing. Because like I said, in the article, they also mentioned something about the, the housing crisis. Yeah, but that's the housing crisis and then there's destroying lands. Mm -hmm. Do you need to build this land on this land or can you go build on another sled of land that was already something there but like here in Baltimore there's a whole bunch of investment if you want to do some get some properties you can build uh, you're trying to build 140 homes there's a hundred and from shore of it 140 vacant homes they might not be in a community but there's 140 vacant homes that you can redevelop for yeah, less money and they just Somerset over too. Somerset extensions. I mean, I'm talking about all over. You don't even have to do it in one community. You could do right. 140 homes all over. All these. Still, I'm gonna start on North Avenue. Do the whole. That, whole yes. that, that is a thoroughfare that needs it. <laughs> yes, indeed. I will start on North Avenue. But yeah, he's seen through the word play. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just move, let's move on um, to um, Nipsey Hussle. So jurors found the 32-year-old man guilty of first-degree murder Wednesday um, today for the 2019 fatal shooting of um, the rapper Nipsey Hussle. Uh, the Los Angeles jury found um, Eric Holder, Eric R. Holder Jr. guilty of two counts of attempted murder also. I mean, attempted, I'm sorry, attempted voluntary manslaughter also. Instead of the two, um, he was going to be in charge with two attempted murder counts, but they reduced it to attempted um, voluntary manslaughter. But he was already convicted of first degree murder, so that's life, basically. Um, oh, because in the two uh, attempted voluntary manslaughter cases came from the other two people that were hit from the gunfire at the scene. Right. So I guess they're saying he meant to kill. He meant to kill not Nipsey. But not the other guys. They just got didn't mean to shoot. That they were they they were in the wrong place, basically at the wrong time. Right, right. So there was a question on this about why, um, on whether this was premeditated or not, and and the consensus came back that it what basically it was premeditated because that's why he got charged and convicted of first degree murder. Um, it says Holder and Hustle had known each other for years. Because that was my question when we were talking about this before the show. I was right. questioning, like, did he, what was the reasoning for him shooting him? Like, was this like a right. gang thing? He was trying to start, change his life and become, uh, and leave more gang play to the past and start to become right. a business owner and an entrepreneur and also an entertainer as far as his rap career was concerned because he released his first album um, right. posthumous right because he did it he released that album after he died right didn't it come out afterwards i believe so i mean exactly i really sure. think it did because he got the grammy nomination he couldn't go because he was not here right right um so it says holder and hustle had known each other for years they grew uh, they grew up as they grew up members of the same South Los Angeles street gang when a chance meeting outside uh, the rapper's Los Angeles clothing store led to the shooting and his death. 
um, moving, continuing on, the evidence against Holder was overwhelming from wit eyewitnesses to surveillance cameras from the local businesses that captured the arrival, the shooting, and the departure. His attorney did not deny that he was the shooter, but urged jurors to find him guilty of a lesser charge of voluntary manslaughter. That didn't happen for Nipsey's portion of it. Right. Um, the shooting followed a conversation that the two men had about rumors that Holder had been acting as an informant for the authorities. Holder's lawyer, Aaron Jansen, said that being publicly accused of being a snitch by a person as prominent as Hustle brought uh, on a heat of passion in Holder that made him not guilty of first-degree murder. Uh, first-degree murder. But um, the jury rejected that because they said um, the premeditation came because you apparently knew that uh, Hustle was already speaking about this. So it was almost like you plan to go to- To go there and to confront him. Exactly. And then and your temperament him. was probably like, I'm going to kill this. Which makes that premeditation. Because if yeah. you knew, especially, and then you got to think about that too, because if you knew that Hustle was planning this event and you also knew that he was saying these things about you that is premeditation you you premeditated because you came you came packing you was ready for something right 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 and what was your purpose i mean what 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 did you think like when you really think of it in hindsight what what did you think was going to come from this discussion or confronting him Here's what the, um, the attorney said. He said, uh, McKinney told jurors that nine minutes between the conversation and the shooting allowed more than enough time for the killing to be premeditated. Because they were they had a conversation prior, they were talking prior to the shooting. So nine minutes from the start of the conversation, that is a long conversation. We just had a whole conversation here. Yeah. And we've been on air for 45 <laughs> minutes. And we've talked about Dave Chappelle. That was a whole full, and, and, so imagine having that conversation, then I shoot you. Right. Because that was already my purpose. Because yeah. I already came with a gun. Because you came there with the intention to argue with me about what I've said about you in apparently to the gang and whoever else, because they probably um, distanced themselves from you from being a snitch. Right. And my whole thing is, I mean, you going there to confirm or whatever, it doesn't take back whatever the rumor that's just saying that he spread it about. So what was your purpose? Your purpose was to go to his to do what you did. It says the jury apparently agreed that this was premeditated. So that's why he got convicted of first degree murder and then two counts of uh, a voluntary, not involuntary, but voluntary manslaughter. Right, right, right. And that's because the other guys got caught in the other two got shot. But it was voluntary and not involuntary because he did this he shot them not intentionally to shoot them but he was intentionally shooting at nipsey and mm -hmm. they got him so it was voluntary because he did it he was shooting right. and the people became collateral damage right 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 it's so unfortunate um that it happened rest in peace to nipsey um you know, prayers and condolences still got all his families and his friends. Just so, it's, it's just so unfortunate that it happened like that because he definitely had a a, a, a great future ahead of him. Yes, it was definitely on the rise. He was loved by his community. He was bringing positivity in the community. Um, you also hear about other things where he was reaching back out <laughs> to the guys that yeah. was in the street life. 
and the gangs trying to get them to do, you know, positive stuff with the record label and some music and anything. I was like, that's so, it, it, it's just sad. That is like oh, over a rumor initially, because if you go somewhere to confront someone like that, I understand that somebody's saying that you're a snitch. We know how bad of a stigma that is in any black community and mm-hmm. any, you know, in, in involvement. But like I said, what what were you trying to get from the conversation? It wasn't going to take it back if it was already out there. It was already out there. Once that type of rumor gets started, it gets started. So. It's so funny with that snitch thing because I always tell people, um, if you, you don't want to get told on, don't involve me. Okay. I don't, I don't mean to want No. And, and yeah. to me, right, a, a snitch is, to me, you telling something to get yourself out of trouble. But the stigma here in Baltimore is like, if you tell anything that you are a snitch, it's crazy that mm. you expect me, my friend to be with me, and you shoot my friend. And I seen your face and I know who you is. Tell her. If I tell her I'm a snitch, boy crap. Oh, no, I told her. I already told. It's not I'm telling. I have already told. Right. You you have already been cuffed because I have already told. Straight like that. And that's why I I so much turmoil on the streets because people don't tell I'm not spending no time in prison for you, so I'm not perjuring myself. One, right. um, there's no way that your shortcomings should come back on me. Right. They right. belong to you. You get to keep them forever because I get to go home at night. Right. Because I earned the right to go home at night. You did right. not. You took a chance and you committed a crime. You do the time. Right. I'm sorry. And in my eyes, oh, like I, I said, what a snitch like, is if, if 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 you were out there selling drugs and you got caught and then you want to tell somebody else's business for you to get you out of trouble. In my opinion, that's a like snitch. Saying, well, you bought weed from me. So what? <laughs> I didn't get caught buying the weed okay. from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Why would you bring that up? So what you trying to say? You trying to snitch, double? You trying to come back and snitch on me? But I didn't get caught. So it's like you saying that. But you buy weed for me, okay? Yeah, I do. But I do. The, also, the police wasn't involved in our transaction. Don't the put police me in got it. involved. In Don't put me in it. For that, now though, you can't bring me down with a past sale. It don't have. It don't work like that. Right. And that's what I'm saying. If you if you out here doing the crime or whatever, even if you know we being legal and you're buying it, be ready to do the time. That's what I'm saying. I don't agree where if you doing something say, oh, it's not only me. It was him too. You get what I mean? That's a snitch. Okay. That's a okay. Okay. Give me a second, Nate. You know I gotta set up things. I can't just bring you on. It's not that easy. <laughs> Nate said, bring me on. Oh no, I don't want to talk about it. Hey, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can get him here. <laughs> you know, he always got something good to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, but I agree. Rest in peace to Nipsey Russell. They definitely were smart because they kept all of that out of uh, under wraps. I know that the COVID and everything delayed the case or whatever, but you really didn't hear much about it, much about the evidence, much about anything until it was time for court. Now he said, move over, make room, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right. Uh, please. I, I, he must have something that he wants to um, <laughs> relate to this story. So I'm, uh, I'm not going to move on just yet. So let's we can continue to talk about this for a couple more seconds. Okay. Yeah. Bring friend on in. Sorry. Shoot. I lost my train of thought. Are we talking about the snitches? Uh huh. Um, I just, I just don't understand. I mean, like, who else was he mad at? Was it just Nipsey? Because it couldn't have been just Nipsey. Somebody else had to know something about this tactic that he was taking to use uh, if he was an informant. That's what I'm saying. And after a while, like, I mean, if you were being an informant and then your gang members found out that you were the informant, why you are not in witness protection is what's scaring me. Right. Right. And in the same because, way it came to, it came back to him, how he don't know if it was a rumor. I mean, it would be more than likely if true. I could put it on anybody that was real predominant, that was basically famous in my community, why would you be like, oh yeah, Nipsey putting that bug out on me? <laughs> so I don't know. It just was on petty. Mm -hmm. Really petty. And there they is. Yeah, my food. <laughs> <laughs> what you eating? They ain't give us no sponsorships out here and say it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did you have something that you wanted to add to the Nipsey Hustle um, situation, the, um, the conviction of the murderer? I didn't hear anything about stop snitching. I mean, that's all I really had to say. But I didn't hear anything about stop snitching. And it seems like if it's a celebrity that everybody likes, we're okay with people snitching on them. Or okay. the ops. We're okay with mm. the ops if it's a celebrity that we like. Mm. Mm. Well, that was my two cents. I have other two cents, but specifically about these situations, it's like, when do you... Um, when, when do we apply to stop snitching? Is that just to the victim's families or when it's a random person that's killed or something? But it only but, seems to apply when it's a, a famous rich person. Right, then you want them to tell. Right, then we want to know what was. But like I said, they did good with keeping all the evidence or whatever they had on the rats because they had surveillance. Mm -hmm. Cameras. Yeah, they this had guy's name. I didn't even hear his name. Different angles because it was it was also because other businesses were in the area were recording right. that direction too. Mm -hmm. So they had different angles of it. Uh, people cell they phone had his footage from his shop. They had, they had the footage, footage from, from the shop. shop. They also had all the cell phone footage from people that was recording live or people that were live. Because remember, yeah, yeah. this was an event. It's not like an um, event, right? This was his um, was in front of his shop. His shop opened. Was in front of his shop. Mm. 
and the release and oh and like we were talking about uh, Chastity it was because he had already he was releasing his album yeah and now he wasn't being good it said that um oh I lost it um Oh, he had released his major label, uh, major label debut album, which earned him his grant, his first Grammy nomination, and then mm-hmm. he was gunned down when he was gunned down. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but that was the first one you brought up, donate that you brought up, that that's that so snitching part. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so true. Um, his murderer was convicted. His murderer was convicted of first degree murder um, today. As law, uh, as well as um, two counts of attempted voluntary manslaughter, and it just it's, it's real. It's again that selective outrage that we see. And I'm a, I'm not I'm I'm person snitch. Don't do shit in front of me because I'm snitching. Okay. It's, when it's me or you on that court, you separated us. Mm-hmm. It okay. just it out of me because I I've been in victim situations with family members. And and or friends or students that have been killed, and I I don't believe in it at all. You know, right. I I hate, I I hated the fact, you know, of those two videos that were put out promoting stop snitching by people who were snitching. Um, but I I really it it, it seems like crazy to me. It was many of those people snitched and told who was behind producing those videos. But it just it's interesting to me that. We're all for. We want to find out who it is when it's someone we that's beloved, but when it's somebody's random family member, we don't say anything. Right, and that's the point I was making. I think Nate, before you came on, that was just basically right. saying like, so it's snitching if I'm with my friend, if me and you together, and someone shoots you, I ain't supposed to say nothing. I'm a snitch right. because I just watched you kill my friend, and I want to tell who you is, but. And on the mm-hmm. other hand, if if I'm walking down the street with a celebrity, mm-hmm. or how like you say, right, it's selective. It's selective outreach. It is, Nate, that is an awesome point. It definitely is. Like, because in all hindsight, even the witnesses or whoever all day, everybody snitched. Mm-hmm. Everybody snitched. Everybody turning phone footage and all that. That's snitching, right? That. Yeah. And I, I'm saying that for me, I've lost a grandmother to violence out on the street. And it's, it, it, it was different up until that happened. But it, it, it always made me pause that we lived in this. I'm not in those streets, so I don't got to live by those codes. That's a personal uh, code. That don't have nothing to do with me. And I, I'm not against Nipsey Hussle, but that's the, that's the lifestyle he was promoting. He is a lot of positivity in his, his messaging. But his his exterior said, "What is Crips?" Mm. I don't want some gang. I don't know. I don't know exactly which was, one he belonged to, but yes, he definitely was in that right in that, in that gang line. Right. So we we have sympathy for him because he was a wealthy member of that or face of that that movement. I'll call it a movement because it was supposed to be a movement. But if if you don't have a face or a name, or if you some random, you know resident of a city that just get caught in the crossfire, we're not supposed to open our mouth. Right, and nobody says anything. I agree. I agree, Nate. Like, I have a different standpoint on it as well. One of my younger cousins, Tyrika, Tyrinka Dorsey was killed 
a few days after her birthday coming from mm-hmm. a bar, you know, something random, but she wasn't the only one that was shot. She wasn't the only right. one there. Everyone seen who she was arguing with in the bar. And and, I, and, and I'm, not, I'm right. not speaking on your family that way, but it's probably somebody in your family that know who did it, but because of that street code, they won't say nothing. Yep. Hurting exactly. themselves, killing on themselves on the inside, but you know, and you won't say nothing because some creed of the street Cause somebody gonna call you a snitch, and that's why I say the whole definition of that is just totally misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Just like I was saying with um, Monty, I believe a snitch is if okay, if I'm trying to tell something to get myself out of trouble, meaning right. I'm doing wrong and I'm doing a crime, but now I'm afraid of the time. So like, man, you selling drugs together? They catch me, and I say, oh, that's who else? Oh, oh, he over there doing it too. That's a snitch. Chastity, that's how it started. Right. And then it just became a blanket statement towards anybody that tells anything. Right. If I if I shoot your grandmother, I ain't gonna say nothing, and uh, everybody just knows what happened. Ain't gonna say nothing. These babies that are getting killed out here in the crossfire, they know that it wasn't crossfire. They know that was meant for that child, mm-hmm. but they won't say nothing. So yeah, fuck your creed, cause I'm snitching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't hurt nobody in front of me. That's what the I said. The opinions of Nate does not reflect Bonnie's show. But I'm snitching, bitches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Needs delivered with no filter, okay? <laughs> okay. Do it around me. You go I get it. And I'm and I'm telling everything I heard too. Baby. Yeah, I'm going. I'm with, baby, I'm calling for, look, look. But I think a lot of it too here is just also the distrust as well for the police, the distrust or whatever else like that. And the breaking of else systems as well. So mm-hmm. I, I know sometimes on the other side of that, people may want to be um well to be informative and to share information. Um, but I but we know a lot of the stuff that was going on here, you know, with the police department of us and that. So it was crooked. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of that just made that whole concept be misconstrued because a lot of people went and told information or whatever, you know, in confidence. And a lot of those people lost their lives because the very people that they went and told used that, you know, the police department, they weren't protected, I guess, with their information that they were. So people are scared. People are scared. And quite frankly, in our city, people will kill you for anything. Um, at this day and age, a lot of people think that it, it'd be stuff going on. And a lot of those questions are what were they into or what they was doing? No, a lot of it be, I'm in a gas station, you in a gas station, you look at me, she's looking at me all crazy, you looking at me all crazy. Then yeah. they on them pills and bang, bang, kill, kill. They have no feelings or anything. So I know a lot of that is going on too. But like I said, on the back side of it, yeah, it's absurd to me. That snitching, you you bring up a, a great point. Like, it's selective. Mm-hmm. It's okay to tell. It's okay to tell. And we've seen it a lot of times in our own city, too. Like, with people that are, yeah. like, considered on celebrity status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are popular in our community, a few of them that have got killed. You know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. been okay to so-called snitch in regards to them. But look at all these kids. Mm-hmm. All of these people mm-hmm. that get killed. It's, it's, it's like when they It hurts me when they... It hurts me when their music reflects it too. Like I understand you you speaking about the things that you have experienced, but that at some point is glorifying it. 
because you're saying it's okay, and then free Pookie. Free Pookie. Free Pookie. Free Pookie. No, Pookie did it, bitch. No, yes. he killed somebody's mother or child. Yes, and you know it. And you know, and you know Pookie is popping them pills and everything else like that, and Pookie don't care. And if you stay something wrong to Pookie, he might kill you too. But you want him home. No. Okay. Free Pookie, baby. Okay. Free the real. Free and the you real. already know what's going on. I agree. Is it the music? Is it the message? Free the real. Free the real. <laughs> Free my man, though. So you can come out here and kill a couple more people. <laughs> oh, no. I always see that hashtag oh, since we use a Pookie. Free Pookie until it's bas- backwards. So until it's a Pookie free. <laughs> My man is free, y'all. That was a good him out. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, now that all right, we got, I think we, we, we talked about that one good. Good. Well, rest good in peace, one. Nipsey. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hopefully, it was something that, you know, people. I don't think I've said anything about um, Amber Heard publicly yet. Amber Heard. Outside of your show, um, Nate. <laughs> that crazy ass lady. Um, so Amber Heard has um, is seeking an appeal or to have the verdict thrown out in her recent defamation suit with um, Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> we all know that trial ran for six weeks and gave us the best memes ever. <laughs> um, and so her, yeah, she, she, in, yes, her argument, she's she saying that. Um, <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did, Nate. Uh, you know, you, you know the, the, article, the lawsuit itself stemmed from the um, article she did with the Washington Post in in reference to him. Mm-hmm. But so, and you, we all know that he was awarded fifteen million dollars in damages. So it says in uh, on Friday, when the, the, this is when the filing went in, a 48-page filing, Heard's attorney Elaine Bredeholft, um claims that Depp's team proceeded solely on a defamation by implication theory, abandoning any claims that Ms. Heard's statements were actually false. Going it's, on that's to exactly say, what he was saying. Going on to say that due to inconsistent verdicts, the judgment should be set aside and a new, a new trial should be ordered. So it says it claims that one of three statements that fa- um, um, that was found to be defamatory, the headline of the article, which Heard said she did not write, Depp's lawyers argued um, that Heard, that because Heard, Amber, uh, I'm supposed to call it Amber, because Amber retweeted the article the day of the publication, that it is considered actionable republication. And I agree with that. When you read something, part. I mean, Say the last part. Uh, uh, Lord, um, Johnny's lawyers argued that Heard had retweeted the article the day after the day after the publication was released, right? So okay. it was considered to be an actionable, a actionable republication. Well, he did it both times. He reposted when it did it online, and when it came out in the actual paper. That's what I'm saying. So, it asked right. the, so her reposting, her retweeting it served as her agreeing with what was published. 
Yeah. Um, and so, so it says, Friday's, claim, uh, Friday's filing claims should be dismissed as long as Ms. Hurd's tweet constitutes, constitutes, constituted a legally enforceable republication. The filing also asked the court to investigate whether juror, one of the jurors properly served on the jury for the trial. So in that, so juror 15, they're saying, appears to have had a 25 year difference in age between their date of birth on the court documents and in publicly available information. And that could have been a clerk. That's the point that I mean, Nate, that it, that was definitely a clerical error. Yeah, that's, that's a clerical error. That's not him trying to deframe or get in there or anything else like that because they said might as well spread them wide, baby, because you got about what she because got. Because if you're trying to, do, what difference did the age make when you, and, and and what difference did the age make when you are the one that selected the jurors? You had to that approve was. of a you juror. Participated you had to approve. That. This is the process of well, jury as a selection. Defense, as a defense, she had. They got a better selection than the uh, the prosecution did. Exactly. So it it. it, it, it in both sets of you both selected your jury and you both had the right to deny or approve a juror so you accepted that that juror regardless if they had a 25 year age whatever whatever that didn't matter you're trying you're reaching you're reaching and then my whole point on this whole thing is like why are you even doing this johnny has now said publicly that he actually was not even going after you for the money. It was all on principle. principle. The principle is that, that we beat up each other. That's how, that's Don't how they, act they, like you being beat up maliciously when we were fighting each other. But that's not what he said, though. He said he was always defending himself. Yeah. He was doubling down he, on him. Inside her. the case, he, he didn't say that. And you're, you're absolutely right. But inside the case, he had to actually admit that they were fighting. It was fights. But the point is, is that he is not even trying to get the money from you. Because he was like, this wasn't even on principle. The principle was that, yes, you were also an instigator in what we went through. Mm -hmm. It's the principle mm -hmm. that he, it's, the, it's the white lady in and of it for me. Like you just feel like because as a white lady, you say, "Can you erase this debt?" I'm gonna erase <laughs> this. And I think he got paid thirteen million because she got one count, but it wasn't even yeah. She won two million, him. so the, the offset is thirteen, correct? But it wasn't even him that got her that ex that two million. It was his publicist that right. PR dude that got up there that got her that two million. So he probably gonna go recoup that from that nigga, cause I need my money. Oh, here we go. It says the uh, a counterclaim brought by her against one of Depp's mm -hmm. lawyers was yeah. uh, also upheld. That's how she got the two million. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah. I, I just a silly white lady. Hang it up, Amber. I. I mean, this is probably hang just it. It. She's already destroyed because her career. Why go for more? This is yes. probably already destroyed her career. I don't see who's going to hire that you bring it out, You should have brought it out in trial. If it was so much of a discrepancy with the juror, if it was so much of a discrepancy and what they were saying about you retweeting and all of that, you use that in your trial. It, yeah, but her, it her judges were silly. They were silly. She was silly. <laughs> so she would only select silly people to represent her. Oh, yeah, her lawyers. Yeah, they, were, they, were, they were comical. <laughs> Yeah. The most and six weeks was enough for me. 
Leave it, it alone. But I was into it. I was into I it in a way that was that was unnatural because it was really a candle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like a comedic performance. It, it was, was like a series, honey. Like I was watching the show, like episode, like episode, like season one, episode one. Right. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little bland, but I like when white people fighting each other. I love it. I love, but it was all of the things that were coming out against her. Like, ma'am, you are not winning this at all. No. no. Right. <laughs> you are really wrong. This battle. You are losing the whole. She they lost me after she said no one's going to believe you, and I was like, "Oh, bitch, you is bold, right? You is bold." Because she thought the Me Too movement was going to hop on that ass, Girl, and it failed. Everybody was looking at it like with a, a skeptical eye, like, "What?" Yes. And that's what you insinuated. You insinuated that that man was abusing you, that you were in a domestic violence relationship, that you were the victim, when in all hindsight, what was found is that you were the instigator. Yes, it may have been some domestic violence issues, but you were not clearly the victim. And what you were insinuating is if Johnny Depp was beating you, it's not true. It was found not to be true. It was two things. One, when white women start joking her on Instagram and shit, I, I was like, she about to lose. When it, it was a white woman acting like Amber Heard for me, I was like, I ain't never seen no shit like that. Like, yeah. never. They, they yeah, was that part. Yeah. And yeah. then it was the second with them was her crackhead um, sister. Like, her crackhead uh, sister's testimony, I think that's Henry, what lost it for. You said Thomas what? Henry. Like that, the guy that's on TikTok, his name is Thomas Henry or something like that, and mm-hmm. he had the, what, some of the best memes out of everybody. Where he would just be um, imitating her and making yes. these faces and stuff. It, hilarious. The older white man, yeah, I, I know he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was her crackhead yeah. sister that took it all all way home from me. Like you let oh, that crackhead get on, right? You let that crackhead get on stand for you. <laughs> You let a crackhead testify for you. Right, <laughs> you were losing before, but then you let a crackhead talk for you. Uh-uh. She talked about how they did coke together, miss. No, uh, don't let no crackhead defend you. Okay. No. They better offered her a bump, and she would have turned on, on her and dumped on his side. That's all they needed was to give her a bump. Right, catching the bathroom. Like, what the girl? Take her. What's interesting is that Nate, you don't drive, um, so I can't even answer this. But Chastity, you do. Do you? You didn't see any gas stations here do that. What we talked about, um, the two dollar gas. Nobody did that here. Uh-uh. Oh, the next story was going to move on to it was out in the count, not county, but like the Dundalk, a couple of them in Dundalk, Essex did it, but they were like outside the city. Lower their gas to two dollars. It was like a it was like a sale. Maybe I think it was like two days in a row they did it, but it was mm-hmm. out. It was out because I did drive with my friend to go. It would have been interesting, but you know, because Royal Farms is dominant now here with the gas station situation. It would have yes. been really cute if they would have did it because yes. they could have made that revenue. I mean, they wouldn't have. It would have been a, a drop in a bucket to them because they have taken over the dist- uh, You know, the gas 
market mm -hmm. here in in Maryland. Mm -hmm. They could have did it. They could have lowered all of their the, the prices Sand to Club did it. You know the Sand Club out um Westfield. Sand Club they did, did it. it. Yeah, they could have did it. They could have right. took that hit for it. And they always and had discounted, it. just like BJ's. They all of them, all of them always had discounted prices or whatever. But I haven't heard like it probably was something that just was going on for a couple of days. But I, yeah. I certainly didn't hear about it, so mm -hmm. they definitely kept that <laughs> under wraps. But what Moni was talking about in Georgia, they two dollars, yeah, not just like the discount, two dollars per uh, gallon. Uh, Is it a Hinesville, Georgia, a gas for two dollars a gallon. Oh um, my God! I'm thinking you're talking about Atlanta. Oh, they it's all. about five people that live there. But oh no, what? they had uh, a line. The line, the, um, the line at the Chevron gas station was over a mile long. Mm. Did they live so he, in that town though? Um, he was um, expecting to fill around five thousand gallons that day, which would have been you know a huge loss of revenue for him. But he wanted to give back. Um, so you know, he purchased his gas for about three dollars and eighty-five cents. So he lowered it to two dollars. So he lost uh, on average a dollar and eighty-six cents per gallon, which I think that was very nice. Seeing as though that gas was up to almost five dollars, and you charging, he only paid three dollars. You got to make a profit. You still got to make a profit. You know, supply and demand. So essentially, with the gas, he didn't make any profit. But I said no. Just he that. lost. He lost a dollar eighty-six cents. Yeah, oh, but so he didn't like, any money, and he, and he lost money. So that I mean, I thought that was awesome, and that's that's probably gonna make him a community hero. His gas station is probably busier than ever now. Yes, and not alone for the gas. Like you know, can you imagine? Not, yeah, not just for the gas. Like, like people want to come there just to come and support him. Because hopefully, he probably will do it again. The that's school. the dream, right? Because that's right, probably the but, dream. Like, but that's how he probably that's how he probably got the 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 profit back because. People started probably going there buying lottery tickets and yeah, that's what I was saying. Exactly. Right. Selling so them old. I mean, but it's a good gimmick. It's a great gimmick because hopefully, you know, one day he might do it again. Maybe he might start doing it once a month while this um price gouging is going on with the gas market. He might end up doing it once a month if he can recoup his profits during the next days. He might right. do it again for August. But you know, you never know. That's why I want to talk about this story because I think it's a great idea and a great publicity stunt to do that, to lower your gas to $2 maybe uh, once a month because you can see the profit, if you can see the profits return to you in the following right. days. And because mind you, nobody left without their store, gas tank being full. Yes, because nobody he's got left now people to notice Chevron gas station, the owner is of some standard. Yeah. yeah, and now they might be like, okay, we got to keep our eye on this gas station because they might lower gas again. And look, the, I, I'm not going there because I, I have no patience for standing in line for a, um for a what was it say a mile long line of get, trying to get gas. I don't have that kind of patience. Right. I'll pay the five bucks. <laughs> I'm gonna run out of fucking gas to try to get the gas. <laughs> <laughs> to to That's what I said. I ain't got time to be riding all the way out with all that to save some sense. So well, how many pumps does this Chevron have? You know, definitely like, Chevrons have like um like the amount of gas pumps like Royal Farms have twelve and thirteen of them. You know, no. this Chevron probably only have four pumps. Four, four. Lord Town, Lord Town, about four to six. Well, four pumps. That's eight pumps total because it's probably one on each side. But I know trust the people me, who live in that town I know they yeah. look at the people that live there because all them people did not come from that town. You know, they all came from yeah. the surrounding communities to get that gas. 
Yes. And I'm sure kudos they were putting in jugs and everything else. I was going to say kudos to that man, though, because that's not a normal thing. Ain't nobody knowing it'll get, not in these days. Mm-mm. Except but for that man who made a mistake and made a 65 cent. Mm. I remember that. Made, that um, I think it was a manager of one of the stations made it 69 cent by mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember that. They came up there. They was gang. But it took them a whole day for them to realize <laughs> that you sell the gas hand over fist. And you don't realize that shit only coming up to $4 and some change or $10 for a fill up. Oh, I remember that. Mm. I remember that very right, right, well. Mm-mm. I remember. He'd have been fine. He would have never broke the gas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. He's probably oh, still playing okay. out with his chat. <laughs> uh, all right, we he probably gonna get fired anyway. That's what it was. Yes, but just all like right, I said, I know every call came about. through there was full, and they left mm-hmm. with gas cans and everything too. Full, to but the it took table. them a whole day for them to realize it had the mistake had happened. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize he had because he didn't put it on the sign. It was ringing up at the pump. As at the pump, yeah, I remember that. The sign right. still said what the gas was supposed to say correctly, but when they got to the final sale, that's when it was like. But for me, like I worked at Royal Palms before, so people probably was going to see it on the right, but you can see it on the register. Oh no, they was real confused because at one point, yeah, at one point, um, they was real confused because at one point somebody had thought they, you know, the gas pump was broken, but their tank was full. And the gas started pouring out the side. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody said a damn thing all day oh. long. He was like, oh shoot, my gas is full. He put the cat back on. I sure wouldn't snitched. Bro, I would have came back a couple more times. I would have that off my like that. My selective outlook like would have been on, baby. I would have been quiet. I'm the selective outrage. Okay, I've been all day quiet. I would have had my own strategic business plan. Right. But did I y'all say that he mean? lost up to $10,000 that day? Oh, I can see it. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. He lost up to $10,000 that day. Mm. Did y'all see that, that one? Like that was, was perfectly where, um, where the guy was filling up the flatbed of his truck and he ended up setting the, um, the whole entire truck on fire and uh, like the whole entire gas station lit on fire. So wait a minute, <laughs> he was trying to just pull the gas in the, in the back? He was just putting the gas in the flatbed of the truck and then drove off and the gas was just spilling all over the place and it caught on fire. You, well, I'm gonna tell you how many times that happened. And I, I worked at Royal Cross for maybe a year. I saw that happen, it, it happened at least twice a week where somebody would pull off with the hole still in there. In their car. Mm-hmm. And rip the holes off. That is That's why they made the way they are because they used to come out of the actual machine. Now they are separate. It's a separate up here. So if they pull it off, it's all automatically shut it off. Yeah, shut off the valve. Yeah, because it's um, the, the plenty of people do that. People drive uh, away. People do it all day on their phone and they just drive off. Just yeah. not paying attention. Not paying, or they see a piece of ass across the street and they go drive across the street. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, part. last two stories. Um, Rihanna. Rihanna just uh, came out as um, America's youngest self-made billionaire. Mm, okay. Making I'm the list at number 21. She's number 21 on the list with $1.4 billion to her name. You know, part of her success comes from the uh, success for her cosmetics line, Cinti Beauty. 
also her 30% stake in Savage X Fenty, the lingerie line. And um, and she just yeah, became, so she though, is the only, thing. the one and only, which is why she's basically the prime minister of her own country. She is the one and only billionaire in Barbados. Mm. That's impressive. Mm. But which is why they almost declared, it's almost like they declared her prime minister of the country. So it's kind of impressive. Like her house is bigger than the, the, the governor's mansion or the prime minister's mansion. It's, it's really impressive. <laughs> She's the ambassador for Barbados. Yeah, she's like the ambassador. Yeah, the ambassador, mm-hmm. and and they love her. I mean, like I, would I don't think. think she invests so much money. I mean, it's a, that has to be something. Some that kind of fucking to, feel, to feel the love coming from a country that much because she invests so much of her money into the development of her own country, and that's that. that she got that she amassed like all thing. that. She amassed all of that, and she can't even sing. That's just amazing to me. what's amazing is that that's how that was her avenue to start but it definitely was genius that once she got in there you know regardless of what she had to look she had just basically just that push behind from being from barbados Mm. you know that phone and all that and she went in that one stream but was Mm. able to use that success use her popularity and go into other stuff Cosmetics. She, she got tired of lip singing. She said, baby, let me just do something else for these people to find me mm-hmm. out. Other I'm people that don't want that, um, just to get um finish this off. Other people that are on the list is Kylie Jenner with 600 million, Taylor Swift with 570 million, Beyonce, of course, with 450 million, Kim Kardashian, 1.8 billion, Reese Witherspoon, 430 million, Serena Williams, 260 million, Sandra Bullock. 225 million, Madonna 575 million, Chris Jenner 230 million. I don't know fucking care. Well, work you're a billionaire, baby. Oh, Self-made. 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 So Self-made. 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 Like that, that that's not just that she's a billionaire. Herself. She's a billionaire like I said, because but realistically in her music though she wasn't. But she's even being noticed for that. I won't say her voice, her but her I will say I will say this. I won't say her voice, but I will say it was for her entertainment value. She's an right. entertainer. Right. Definitely gives the performance. And what most people was noting was her looks, her beauty, her uh, sex appeal, her sexiness, and she used yes. that and she capitalized on it. Oh, if you yes. use this. You look like me. And then another thing that I think that she did that was wonderful is that how when she was doing her um her fashion shows and stuff, yeah, she included mm-hmm. everybody. She included right. all she the had, She made Lunell. When she made Lunell and Mom, I said that is she made clothes for everybody. I haven't watched one of the fashion shows. I might have to go on Prime and watch one of these fashion shows. I haven't seen one yet. Okay. Yeah, Lunell up there and the girls in lingerie. Mm-hmm. She gave everybody. Don't think I'm beautiful. Everybody can be beautiful. That's the other point. I know it was just the, you know, the effort of the, um, of the shows itself, but 
the deal that she got from Amazon too was also lucrative. Mm-hmm. Put on her shows and stuff. So and her stuff is I'm, not expensive because I have a pair, a couple pairs of the underwear. It's not. Mm-hmm. Right. She makes it reasonable too. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Um, um, congratulations, Rihanna. But last but not least, we have Word. to talk about um, Brittany Griner. Brittany who? Brittany Griner. Down in Ukraine, facing 10 years. Russia, not Ukraine. Russia, I'm sorry. It's more than well, I think it's more to the story than what they're telling us. And she did something else. Because they're not just gonna get her for no um paraphernalia. Um, well, not necessarily. It's Russia. So they petty, they petty, especially the US to anybody from the US. It's it's pettiness. That's what this is. And it's also probably gonna deal with a a prisoner exchange, which is probably um the reluctancy on our part is probably because we're talking about a basketball player that went over there for her career that is being popped for marijuana. And, and then we're talking about um, a criminal that we have in our custody that actually was trying to do something to America. It's the, it's the, how do you weigh that is the problem. How do you weigh that? I know we want her. We want her home. I want her to come home, but is a prisoner. That's what they're weighing, right? Is a prisoner exchange. Break his leg or something. I don't understand. My point uh, that I was telling Chastity is that here we are. We're talking about marijuana, not marijuana distribution, but marijuana that she had for her own personal use, and it was oil, oil. So it was a ointment, basically for joints. And a vape pen. I think she did have a vape pen. Yeah. So we're still talking about stuff that was for personal use, not for distribution. But you know, you, first of all, I'm, and I'm not defending what a they prime did. prime time court hearing, you know, a prime time cameras flashing court experience right. for something like that. But why do you, I, I mean, and my whole part was, why do you have that on you? Like, I have my friends who have legal... Why have, wouldn't you ask somebody if it was legal for me to bring this into a particular country? But Russia problem, is not... But, one but you know what the problem was? She's probably done it before. Because I have friends who have snuck weed fucking out of the country on vacation with us. That's dumbasses. But, <laughs> but she probably had gotten away with it before and thought, I'm going to just do it again. Right, right. I would like to know... What I didn't see is how... what. Um, how it came about they found out that it was marijuana oil because it probably was it probably was extra checks because we were in still in middle of covid so they probably was just doing extra checks and more random checks just to make Mm -hmm. sure everybody because and and you were american coming into another country so they already were just letting us in places right so they probably was just extra checks and it probably came across and that's that probably isn't the first time she had it but because she's like an athlete they normally got a you know, that past where they just go through all the, the scans. They don't have to stop at anything. But right. Yeah, it's just I don't I think people are foolish for trying to sneak shit in and out the country, whether it be a handgun or a weapon or bitch a two large size of air conditioning shampoo. Like girl, just see what you're supposed to do. There's a whole fucking list of things that you're not supposed to bring. Right. This don't do and all it. Racism and all that still going around the country right. and everything else like that, child. You're not them. I mean, at the end of the day, 
it's it's pettiness. I'm, I'm sure it's some p- political controversy that definitely plays a big part of them trying yeah. to get a prisoner back and her facing these 10 years. Of course, to yeah. us, it's petty. But just like you pointed out, Nate, it's, it's against the law there. And everybody know that they are extreme with their laws. They are extreme it's against with the law here. You can't bring that shit here. Right. right, right. But what I'm saying is that we wouldn't probably persecute in that way. Right. And especially that practices in that country. That's yeah. that practices in that country. That is, why I wouldn't, is why I wouldn't have taken it to another country, especially right. not Russia. No. That's the one thing I'm not going to do is play with Russia. Of all places to play with and, and the contention that U.S. has with Russia and have had with Russia for over 50 years, why would you play? But see, she was an athlete and thought she was exempt. You thought she was exempt because you played on the that. team. That's, that's even more scrutiny because you are an athlete. They're going right. to try to find something on you. Yes. Yeah. And a woman of that's color. Why I'm not here. We are, we're not definitely not here to talk. You know, talk about her wrongdoing because it's still stupid and, and malicious prosecution for right. you to be talking it about is. prosecuting somebody but to this level where all these cameras and stuff are involved in a, a marijuana violation. It's gotta be, that's ludicrous. But my point was to say that she wrote a letter to Biden, um, to President Biden. Um, Please get me uh, out of here. On the 4th of July. I miss my wife. I miss my family. So it says, on the 4th of July, our family, um, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who was a Vietnam uh, War veteran. It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year. She implored Biden to continue working on her, um, to working to free her. She says, I realize you are doing... Uh, I'm dealing with so much, but please don't forget about me and the other American detainees because there's more people over there. You know, please the shady part you- is they let that letter get out. They let that letter says, get please out. Do all you can. Uh, please do all you can to bring us home. I voted for the first time in 2020 and I voted for you. I believe in you. I still have so much good to do with my freedom um, that you can help restore. That was a setup letter. Again, I go back to not much. It's really not much that he can do besides the, you know, the prisoners. I don't know. Well, whatever prisoner we have, break both his legs and send them home, so he can't do shit else. Just break them. Oops, we dropped them on the way over there. (laughs) (laughs) To get that girl out. To get that girl out. We got him right here. I don't know. Put him in a wheelchair. I mean, what the? I, I, what I haven't seen too is what could she possibly be convicted of? What is the conviction that's going to be? What is the conviction going to be like? But that's part of me. But that's part of me felt like it was more than what they may have reported. Like something else had to happen. Not to not to give Russia an excuse, but I just feel like it was more than what's been. Reported. But I I don't give them any excuses because if you recall. If you recall the man that was running against Putin for president of Russia and how he is in jail right now mm-hmm. and how they killed that man by uh, poisoning him and um, I can't remember what country he was in, but he was traveling and they poisoned and killed him. Okay. And he was another p- a political dissident. And, and this is just, I, I don't play with Russia in any kind of sense. Like I'm not going there ever. One, but I wouldn't do anything there. Nothing. Like, I would be an upstanding citizen 
for Russia. Well, that's how, but that's how we really should act in any country we go to because many countries don't have a favorable view of us and they all think we're like a Trump. They all see us like Trump, but, right, but I really yeah. would not, you know, anytime I've gone out the country, it really, I, I always had it in the back of my mind, like, just don't you even cross the street. Right, don't jaywalk, you better not jaywalk. Mm-hmm. I don't spit. None of that. I spit is into mm. a tissue. Right. Like nothing. Because it's not hey. safe. It's not safe. It already. And in some at- countries, that may be against the law too to even spit in public, even though yeah. you're in that napkin. Like that's that's how Yes. So I I, I don't necessarily know if it was more to what she did as well as working the law, but it's definitely more to it. It's it's definitely more to it than using her as a man. That's why I said it's it's a way bigger issue because it's more political in the world politically because she's a a WNBA player. And they're going to use her as an example. Exactly. And there's no recourse. That's what I'm saying. There is not WNBA. I thought she was in a league over there. I thought she was part of WNBA. Hold on. I thought she was. No, she's WNBA. She's WNBA. I think they were just going over there to play. They say her girlfriend lived there. She plays for um. She plays for a Russian team during the WNBA off off season. Okay, yeah. She's playing for a Russian team during the off season. That's what I mean. All money ain't good money. Right. That I was about to. We'd be so quick to just go be a part of somebody else's culture and don't have any safety net or no, like, you don't have the same precautions that those other Russian players have. And you can't yeah. think that you do. So they was watching you already, because you know one, and then they all law as far as what just, you know, even being from, you know, in the community that she's from, LGBT, um, one being a colored woman, you know, right. your look with your locks, all of that. They, they're making her so, like I said, I don't know if it's Really, you know, it was more to the crime of her, you know, in the possession of right. marijuana. But I'm sure that she is being kind of reckless for all of that. Corruption is different than our corruption. Like over there, yeah. they'll purposely seek somebody out and capture them and then hold right. them prisoner. Like it's just different, and we have to be very mindful of our travels because they right. not, they don't care about us. Well, right. let me read this part right here because this kind of spells it out. Russian authorities allege that she was in possession of cannabis-derived vape cartridges. Right, so the, the cartridges for the pen. Mm-hmm. Ryan and representatives haven't addressed the technical substance of what she is alleged to have possessed, and the mm-hmm. line between non-psychoactive. Cannabidoil, better known as CBD, which is popular among athletes as a possible aid in workout recovery, and the psychoactive cannabis isn't recognized in Russia. CBD is generally recognized as as legal in the U.S. and the World Anti-Doping Agency removed it from its list of prohibited substances, which might work in her favor. Because if you recall, during the Olympics, Russia got in trouble by the World Anti-Doping Agency for their substance abuse. 
But it's different for like but it's different. They lacking money. When we got people over here, one of these celebrities that Riri, somebody help her. Give them, give them, give them a million. But that's what they're looking to do. That's that's all they're looking to do. But the other yeah. thing is, it's different if you have a visa versus if you're this visitor. Those, mm. those, um, those Olympic players were visitors. They were not visa, visa, or whatever you call it. They didn't right, and because she has a visa, she is uh, accountable to the law. Under restraints, yeah. She's right. accountable to the laws of that country. Basically, that temporary citizenship while exactly. you are uh -huh. residing in that country. So. Exactly. But, so still, but still, even if this was that, would it be, and for a regular citizen of Russia, would it be national news? Or would you have got a slap on the wrist and maybe had to pay a fine? Well, I think I think the fact that she was in the WNBA here is what made it make news. It probably wouldn't have made news if she was an average citizen, unless her, you know, the family got heavily. Right, but no, that's not my point. I mean, I get what you're saying, yes her popularity got it to be news but if you were a russian citizen and you mm -hmm. had some marijuana would you have been on this political stage of having to go through this trial or would it have been a slap on the wrist and a fine well i think it, i think she's only getting it this first because she is an american citizen i think if it no, was a if it was a russian really citizen they killed a hard time Right. I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm thinking that, like you said, there might be some other things to this. That there is something else to this. That because she it sounds like she's going to get hard time the way this mm -hmm. is coming out. This has yeah. now been months. It's been months. Yeah. I thought it was going to be almost a year. Vape, you, you are holding me hostage here. This was last year, pen. wasn't it? Yeah, for vape for a vape pen. Yeah. You're holding me hostage for a vape pen. Yes. Oh, it was and without an attempt to distribute. This wasn't even an attempt to distribute this vape, you know, this marijuana. This was for my own personal use, and you've convicted me in public opinion. But see, I'm I'm, but see you know what? And I and I'm I know the pot the potheads are so if you are potheads, but I, I really feel like that's the level on which we need to show accountability over here. It can't be no keep slapping you on the wrist because you can feel like all I gotta do is give me a good Johnny Cochran and I'm good. No, bitch, you going to jail and you gonna stay in jail till the fuck you don't feel like doing it no more. And then that's come up. But I mean, I'm sorry, maybe that's just me and I don't smoke the marriage of honor. But I don't I know, think, but again, too, I think oh, that, I you know, me, that's all the political battle because, you know, me, you know, having a experience with smoking marijuana and stuff like that, I ain't never know nobody no marijuana. Well, she's so professional. Either. You know, that's how she did that. Because so, of the government. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> look, that's the thing. Look, 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 I was that's why I said, let me talk one for Brittany. <laughs> Sorry, girl. It's legal here, girl. They got cards and everything. Cards and everything. No, that looks like a crack fight. No, that was a crack fight. Oh, well. no, it wasn't no. bad. It was a bamboo <laughs> pipe. Amber heard girl first. What <laughs> is going on? What's going on? And up the bell's point. What's going on? <laughs> 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 oh, 
But no, see, we were talking about just like everything free. It's like, well, the government is saying that it's legal. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. alcohol is a big problem, but because of the revenue and the money and everybody can freely sell it, it's a ball here on every corner, whatever else like that. That's more detrimental, I think, in any regards. And I, I think there um, needs to be still levels, but what what we've all noticed in other countries, they don't play with their fucking citizens. They don't no. play with you. When you they say this is not ain't no breakout that market. Right. You better not. They don't play with thieves. No, nope. that's not their hand off. They don't play with nothing that is, you know, sexually inappropriate prostitution. They don't play with that shit. Well, no, they don't. Rich, but, Getting but high. Rich, they don't. None of that. Uh-huh. But see, that's that's the and we always ridicule other countries for being too stringent on their laws, but they don't have the problems that we have. They don't. Well, you know, Troy Behar on the view, uh, she may notice a lot of these countries don't have a lot of mass shootings in their schools or in workplaces or public places. You know, some of these third world countries do, but uh, for the most part, a lot of these other countries, they don't have that problem. Right. Like, they they know they better not. You're going to jail for it and you might lose your life for it. So okay. don't do it. I got to, um, uh, I want to go back to um, the original question of the night because now the Nate see let's get his I want to get your response on it. Um, and it was about we were talking in initially um when I first started the show um in my monologue I was trying to figure about about um what does the fourth of July mean to you right not just the fourth it was more so about the the freedom of the fourth what what the freedom in the U.S., mean to you? What is what is what is your example of freedom? Um, the, well, for me, I, I I went to a really black elementary school, so I I had to learn the whole Star Spangled Banner. So yeah, I learned the original the part, version or the updated right, the original, version. the extended version. I mm-hmm. didn't. I so I knew the part that they omitted. Um, mm-hmm. I knew when that when that song had been written. We were still slaves, um, mm-hmm. and still in the in actually the beginnings of us being brought over here. So I know that that holiday was never for us. In terms of freedom, oh, no, it wasn't. The independence was the independence that they earned from the British colony. From their, from their order. From their but, British colony. Right, but uh, for me, the freedom part is I think we're still left in a space where we're not free. And I actually wrote a post about this this weekend where we have to deliver ourselves from their payrolls. Mm. And I know that's going to sound difficult and I got bills, bitch, and I got children to take care of, bitch, who are you? But I, I, we have to figure out a way to get back to our cooperative uh, economics where we are really, and it's, it's, a, it's been a big jump of that, but uh, I was going, I was watching this documentary and they were showing the different cultures and how their money circulates a certain amount of time. And every single time this poll is taken, our culture has the least amount of reps, like cycles around our own communities. And often because our businesses are normally in other people's communities and not in our own, the dollar that's circulated in our community belongs to someone else. It doesn't even originate from us. And we're, we're one of the only cultures that buys from every other culture. Mm-hmm. And we are the least bought from, from other cultures. 
So I think that freedom thing is now more of an economical social question versus the literal meaning of being free. Uh, and we have to begin to just be better when it comes to us. You know, I, I had a really tough situation this weekend that showed me that we aren't free because white people still feel the need or feel like they can talk to us any kind of way. They can mm -hmm. do whatever they want to do to us and keep us in a space of you, you better take this shit. And yeah. anytime we show- And that was my point in the question. And that was my point in asking the question because um, I really wanted to ask the question to be broad because I wanted to know what people's mm -hmm. thoughts were when they were celebrating, especially this 4th in particular. Yeah, I, when you I were did, celebrating yeah. the 4th of July this year, y'all did all of these firecrack displays. And that was the, the, the firecrack. I'm gonna get to that part again with that part. They did firecrackers in Harbor West there? I didn't know they was allowed to do that in Harbor West. <laughs> Fireworks. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get to um, that point, uh, you know, cause that's the second part of my question, you know, is the fireworks situation. But this first part was, uh, about the freedom, because yeah. what is your what is the freedom that we are claiming to have here? Well, it's not us. Saying every time you turn it's them around, saying it. When every time you turn around, something is taken from you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's specifically, abortion. Yeah. Like I was saying to Chastity, like how is it right for someone to tell you, even even be damned the father's ability to say that that baby inside of you is theirs, right? Mm -hmm. It's her body yeah that baby is a resident i have the right she has the right to say i want to evict this motherfucker because it's her body first the baby just got here and i'm not trying to be insensitive yeah. to other people and how they feel about abortion but it, it's not your responsibility to dictate to chastity this, this woman how to operate with her body yeah and what so she does not want to be and just like I said, it's other true. circumstances. I think they just looking at it if someone is having consensual sex and getting, you know, pregnant or whatever. It doesn't like matter if you, if you if you are the right. one that is in the medical situation yeah. of being pregnant, and you are the uh, the actual patient because your name is on the file, right. right? The baby has no name; it has no identity at this right. point. And I'm not saying anything against the four because I, I, I think that it's your choice. It's your business. It's not yes. mine. And you decided I'm not ready to be a parent and I don't want this baby. Whose decision is that? Now, I, and, and my, me and Marty have had this argument and conversation before. I don't believe in abortion. I don't. Okay. Um, you have so the right to not believe. believe. And that's, it, but you right. don't and that's my that's my experience with individuals who I know personally who have had it. It's it always felt like a plan B from my eyes and my perspective. However, right. I I have never been the person that went and stood in front of them and said, "No, don't do this. This not right." I personally don't believe in it, so I would never have an abortion, and it's impossible for me to have one. So state that being stated, but right. I personally don't believe in it. But to to take away someone's right uh, to something this serious that is this long living, my fear is now what's next? Yes, 
Isn't right. that what I said? That's exactly what I explained in the beginning of the show. What's next is gay rights. Is that, I mean, you know, a gay marriage is back on the on the That's slate on the bill. That's on the table. But uh, but I explained to uh, Chastity. But if that's the case, then what's what's the extreme that we can go to, right? Because Clarence Civil Mitchell, right. uh, Clarence Thomas is married to a white man, a that's white woman. But um, uh, so why can't man. we get rid of? It, um, and that's why he it, isn't that it. next then? Interracial, race, interracial marriage would be next. It is well, well, if not even going beyond interracial, uh, interracial marriages. The, the the idea of us being um, citizens in this country as black people that yeah. is not that is not a law that was an amendment exactly. so that was something that was attached to it that could definitely be reversed and be reversed and where Clarence Thomas bitch you no longer a citizen here but okay. it, it it feels like things that don't affect those seven. But the good people. part about that though is that it has to be that it. I would say that is almost close to impossible to happen because. But they said the he, same thing about abortion. That law. Well, no, but no, but see that the so thing long. about abortion. Abortion was done through the courts. Abortion wasn't given the right to be a law by the Constitution. The, the same way about our freedom in this country. The the, the same way abolishment. Was that was that? I mean, that started from from Lincoln. The amendment is a vote from legislature. The amendment was a. The reason why I say that is the amendment was a vote through legislature. That's why you you can't do uh, an amendment to the Constitution by the courts. It has to be done through Congress. And that's why that one is almost impossible. That's why I say that one is almost. I say almost impossible mm -hmm. because if you get a whole to a white person, even the way that they did this, we're in a. We're in a majority Democrat uh, uh, country right now. For them to still be able to get this through was amazing, one. But it just showed, and, and I'm not a person that's going to beat down on Democrats, but Democrats, you're acting like bitches because mm. you're trying to be the better person, but being a better person gets your ass beat every time. So I'm, and I'm, I'm saying they go ahead and start fighting fire with fire with the shit that with like these gun bills and this gun legislation. Like that shit, the same way they just ease them fucking civil rights for Asians across the board, they need to be doing shit to all of this. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. A civil, a civil rights bill that black people have been waiting on for hundreds of years in this country. Asians, a couple Asian women get popped in their motherfucking mouth and that shit can slide right And they got it. Right, stuff like that. but. Again, we have to begin to look at ourselves. We're the reason that this shit don't happen. Most of us don't vote. The rest of us that do vote, vote for people who just, who make our pockets better, versus our communities better. And we, we're at fault because we don't vote together. Asians vote together. They collectively put their fucking money up and they say, if you don't do this, we're gonna remove our money from this area. And that's yeah. why shit get done for them. Sorry, them, the Jewish I'm people. I'm laughing because I put that banner above your head. Did you see the banner that popped up above your head, mate? I cannot. But I mean it, though. Like, it's, it's it's frustrating to me every time I hear a Black person complain about Biden or Obama. Bitch, did you vote? Did you right. vote? We we many times did we you vote? No we have no real definition on what it is for us togetherness. And I think that's the point that you are making me. Like for yeah. is in our in our race. Other nationalities, they do. It it don't it, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You see it in the Jewish 
community. You see, even, even with the white people, right or wrong, at the end of the day, when it comes to a lot of stuff where we've seen, you know, fault is racism, it ain't gonna fuck a day wrong. I'm gonna ride with them because they my people and that's just what it is. You get what I'm saying? But far as with black folks, like I said, we get it twisted. People trip us up all the time. We can't agree about shit. We don't have no togetherness on which name and how we was talking about far as the businesses and shit. Anybody here they, or anywhere, they see you doing better than you think you better. That's what it's about. It's about being and, better. And I, and I remember when you came to visit the studio space for the first time, you said that to me. And I'm, I'm a person that always had, I always have a level of optimism. Like one day we're going to, we're going to see the value in each other. And you kept saying, boy, boy you wait. We don't have it no sense of togetherness because as a negative thing, it's a reality that we so bad, so busy trying to get our own bag that we don't realize we take it from every other part of our own communities to get our own bag, and we don't plant right. anything for a seed. For the we don't even care what's happening to our and we talk about it and, and all these other nationalities they take they bomb broad L shit fried chicken. Who fried chicken better than you? Better I'm than us. <laughs> Even though I'm fasting off a of chicken, but you know, stuff like that. And then these other nationalities, they can come into the community, they can study us. Oh, they eat chicken. Oh, that's what I'm gonna do. It was uh on a food network, they uh Asian chef, she said uh Asian people oh, make the best yeah. fried chicken. And the guy came up behind her, and he told her why about the black uh veterans that helped her or the soldiers that helped her help those Asian people learn how to fry that chicken. But y'all yeah. wasn't frying no chicken before that. No, I wasn't. Every adorable penalty, but bitch, you want to find no chicken. Everything. I mean, this everything. Leave that part out. Leave that part out. Leave that I can't. It's too late. It's live. Every <laughs> everything that we are dominant in the food, right. the, the fashion, the whatever. Music. We don't support each other. Like I said, we don't have no real clear sense of what togetherness look like. We're not on one accord, and that's mm -hmm. what other nationalities have. That's why we always fail when it's time to give something to forgiveness. Dance, all the shit, all the shit that's ours. All of it that's created by us that with a, everybody bombarded, they take it, they claim it as their own, and they run with it. You know, yeah. in the fashion, all the labels, good, all of them blowing up. No, Fubu tried to come out. Where Fubu? They refused to wear it. They refuse. We support everybody that's not for us. But then when it's something that's for us, we be we be against it. It's sad. And that's just like that's the reality of it. It's sad. Until it, it becomes popular again. And it, yeah. it's just crazy. I, I I was looking at the I was in class today and I was looking at all the, the young men with their tennis shoes on. And I was sitting there like they they don't have an idea of what they're paying for other children. To do that, the young man was like, "Well, you know, you mad because you know." I said, "I I bought Nikes. My Nikes still look fresh because I just a part of me felt like I couldn't do it. Like I I I I tried to, you know, just be had my own thing, but it just it's hard being even being a business owner and watching somebody in your face nickel and dime you while they're yeah. wearing a fake Gucci earring." Oh. Well, and no, first. Or no, Michael Ford's first and shit. And like, yeah, like it, it, it crazy to me. And it, it makes me, my prices are my prices. That's 
That's my attitude now. Because if you're not going to complain when you go to Macy's, you're not complaining when you come to Sebastian Blue. Right. And yeah. I put the same energy into my work. But we gotta, we gotta that freedom question, it's gonna it's on us. No mm -hmm. other culture can set us free. None. It's gonna be us. We gotta stop letting them run us out of our own communities, out prices in our own communities, you know, build stores and build things that keep us separate. And it's yeah. and, and it's that it's the last thing for me is the doorkeepers. And I, I know we talk a lot about them. But the doorkeepers, they always put a doorkeeper that look like us in places to keep us separate and out mm. of their spaces. And we got to mm. stop trying to get the bag and be the boss and be validated by individuals that don't care about you. They only put you in a place so you can, so they can let you know which ones are the niggas. Mm. Mm. And we do it. We do it. And it's, it's, we, we won't be free. I'm, I'm sorry, as, as free as I feel as an individual, if I know there's still people around me that don't have that same level of freedom and self-respect and unity in their emotions, I, I can't even say that we are we are free. Because mm. look at all the people that were still frying hot guns, but still were laughing at the fact that there was a Juneteenth, but came right around to July the 4th, frying the same fucking hot dogs, they setting the same uh, sprinklers off, uh, firecrackers are couldn't wait to. Couldn't I, wait to I wanna, I wanna continue this, but I, we gotta go. Um, but <laughs> it's cool. It's um. But it was fun. No, I wanted to continue this because I wanted to move to, 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 to the firework thing because you just brought the firework thing up. But I, I want to get through this real quick because I, I, I still don't understand mm -hmm. why. I, and we already talked, me and Chancey already talked about this in the beginning of the show, the, the uh, fact that people still seem to situation, right? Using fireworks was the example of, of war. Yeah. You hear the, the sense of being a part of war. Like, why yeah. is that still something that we are doing today? It's an American thing. It is. Oh, it's not American, even a magic thing. I think that's the universal side of celebration. It's very insensitive on the world stage. On a world stage right now, in this time particularly, when Ukraine is going through this actual mm -hmm. scenario of bombs bursting in air, <laughs> mm -hmm. to be insens insensitive to the fact that you setting off fireworks as a representation of what happened when war was happening for this July 4th holiday mm. and doing these fireworks and stuff, that is very insensitive. It's not only insensitive to people that have gone through war-torn countries, it's insensitive to your own veterans. I believe that it's insensitive um, because though most of them I, are PTSD-stricken. But I, I really feel like, and, and people who still celebrate the 4th in, in and of itself or Thanksgiving or whatever, I think we have usurped a lot of their uh, holidays and made it ours. Fireworks have turned into a, uh, a universal sign of um, celebration. Even in our own community, I, I, you know, look, this is why I brought this up because I sat in my home and we know we all, all three of us are from Baltimore. We all live. I like it. My nerves. I'm shell We shy. live deep in. We all live deep in the city. And I don't live in those areas. I'm sorry. 
Oh, you bougie bitch. We all know that fireworks sound just like or almost close to gunshots. And for a city that is well, prone we know to if it's out, a fourth, it's not a, it probably is a gun mixed in them sound, sound effects. It probably you know, is. That's what I'm saying. And you never know. So I found myself, I had my door, my front door open at first, and then they started right. going off. So I closed my door. Because what I found myself happening to me, and I didn't even recognize it until the last time it happened before I closed the door, that I could, I was consistently jumping every time they went still off. And I How old are you? You still jumping? Don't do that, Nate. But I, I didn't realize I was jumping. And the interesting part is that I didn't realize I was jumping. I did not realize I was jumping until, like I said, until the last time when I got up and closed my door. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was jumping. Because yeah. I didn't, I, you know, in my head neighborhood in particular, right around the corner, it could be a gunshot, a gunfight. But see, if I don't hear the little sprinkle thing that after they shoot off, then I, I'm not I'm turning my lights off. I'm not fucking with it. But I, I think for me, I think I just never, I because I know the difference between a gunshot and a firecracker. And sometimes they can merge a little bit because they're going off at the same fucking time, probably. But I just, <laughs> I don't have that same. Fear of it, maybe because I didn't have that before, before this year. I never had okay that with fireworks until this year. Until before this year, okay. I mean, and then on the instance that that same day we had the mass shooting in um, in, in Illinois, all them people got killed well, at the parade. You know what? I, I've had a gun pulled on me three times, so I I just it don't affect me the same way. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it just. I've had a gun pointed at me in, as a teen in my twenties and in my thirties, so it really don't. It guns don't make me jump that way, and I, yeah. I'm and that's that's a numb that's feeling, sad. I guess. But yeah, it don't make sad. me jump like that because I've I've seen the gun here before, so it mm. doesn't. Right. And I've held a gun, so guns don't have the same power over me that I would have had as a child. As a child, yeah, I was the jumpy one. And I would go, we would go, always go either to the harbor or somewhere, wherever we were on vacation to go and see the fireworks. But it just, as, as a grown man, I, it doesn't have the same effect on me, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. right. I was, I was, I was going and out of sleep when they started doing it in my neighborhood. I mean, but the, the adjacent neighborhood, because my neighborhood, that should don't happen. And the adjacent oh, well, <laughs> but it, it it doesn't. I was still watching. I was watching P Valley actually. I was watching. I was binge watching the whole thing for P Valley. It didn't. Can we talk? Can we talk a little bit about P Valley? I know y'all want to go, but oh yeah, what this you got season, to say? this season, bitch, is is spicy. Is it? You thought the first season I, was spicy? I started seeing people. T- you haven't seen it yet, Marnie. Turned off by it. No, I'm, I'm, I, I can't do that weekly episode. I can't do weekly episodic television anymore. I got to wait till they oh, all come out. Well, baby, you, they got, I think this episode five yeah, or six. I got a binge. I like the binge. So y'all, I like thinking all of it. Like, I can't be in suspense and waiting. No, I want to click, see, it's no, I can't and look at the next one. But I'm telling you, even last episode, last season, each episode, it, it's like eating a whole meal. You gonna be full, like you. If you can keep watching, but you be like, no, bitch, I gotta wait till next week. I can't. 
When oh, I saw y'all have to watch, this maybe, I'll try, maybe I'm going to watch. I'm gonna watch the first, I'll try watching the first three because that should be hours of TV. In one, one episode, there was like what, two or three full out fuck scenes. That's what they say. And that's why he liked and it. I think that's what people would have saying. But it's not even that. It's just, I like when shit is so wild. Like, that's what P Valley was the first thing. It just was off the chain. But I didn't right. think they could top it. It the real. How shit but none made. of it is none of it is raunchy or Class. but it's still it's sex scenes don't get me, but when they do them the right way, it's like this is some shit right here. But who <laughs> who's fucking who is gonna fuck you up? Who's fucking I'm gonna just say it like that? Who fucking who is gonna fuck you up? <laughs> Well,我们的reality。You don't see it coming。You don't see it coming。So you see it coming。You like this is not about to happen。I understand all living in Baltimore City. The tree is motherfucking real。No，but but see, it's still not getting bucked. Is the ones who is。But it's gonna mess you all
Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, no, you know why I take that back? He Look, does it a couple times out of the year because he did. But no, call let me tell you. What did I say in the beginning of the show? That I think this is only going to be about an hour, maybe less. And it's turned into two hours. We can't call it. So I'm happy with today's presentation. That's and, a guest on here. and the uh, chastity is on the station now. She's here to stay. How you doing? Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. When's your show coming yeah. out? And then that's how Hello. we end it. Good night. I guess I'll I guess I'll see how I saw this show. I just saw a random notification. <laughs> that's how we doing it. We always doing something more action than what you know.